0: This is Sean Elliott, head coach of the Georgia State Football Panthers. You're listening to the Fun Belt Podcast. If you didn't know before, now you know why they call this the Fun Belt. I'm very excited about the Sun Belt. You know, while other conferences have been breaking up, our conference has become stronger. The state of fun, Sun Belt football is the strongest in our history.
1: I saw Fun Belt Conference, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. But I got to join the show. It sounds, it sounds a lot of fun.
0: Sun Belt Podcast, it is beyond the midpoint of the season as we get ready for another week of Sunbelt Conference action. Dusty Thibodeau, Warlock Report, Jeremy Harper of HowlRazor.com, <coughs> Shane Metlin of the Daily News Record. Guys, before I even intro and, and ask you how things are going, I Jeremy, we, we, we've we been through the ringer together for, yeah. for many, many, many years. Absolutely. We, we have... Drinking in empty bars. Uh, yeah, had some cheese curdles At a bar that no longer exists. We, no longer. we, we broke bread many a times. Yeah. Which brings me to those oh. great fond memories that we have. Where I owe you, Jeremy, an apology mm-hmm. for inferring that the fine people of Jonesboro and Arkansas State only have veterinary clinics. For the caring of their medical needs. They have a world-class veterinary facility. My assumption was that they could do it all, but apparently that is not the case. And I apologize to you for inferring that the veterinary school at Arkansas State University is worldly renowned and can handle any situation thrown at them.
1: (laughs) You know, first of all, yes, there is a lot of veterinary, good quality veterinary care in Northeast Arkansas. But Arkansas, Jonesboro, is the retail, cultural, and medical center of Northeast Arkansas. So, uh, yeah, I, no apologies necessary, Dustin. I don't know where this is coming from. For well, why I, do you feel this need to apologize?
0: I I just felt that that I had wronged you and, and oh, the the huh. the former Indians and now Red Wolves of that region.
1: Ha. Huh. Well, I, no slight taken.
0: <laughs> that's
2: good that you're you're taking it so well, Jeremy. Because it seems like other people were a little bit offended that Sorry. Dusty, that Dusty insinuated that people have to go to the vet if they're in Jonesboro. Uh,
1: you know, it, and quite frankly, I think those people are a little, a uh, little high strung, yeah. <laughs> maybe a little too self serious. But no, uh, you know, there, no harm, no foul, Dusty. I don't know what that's all.
0: I mean, I'd be going to a special if I was pissing too. <laughs> now you've done it.
1: Yeah, isn't that indicative of a couple major venereal diseases? I, I don't know. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all of your baseball wagering information. With up to date stats, scores, news, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates and statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use your promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts
2: talking about fine medical care yeah in a sunbelt town my photographer when we arrived in huntington was incredibly intrigued by the fact that there was a dispensary across the street from the stadium
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh wait wait like a dispensary of candy so yeah something like that wow i didn't know it was legal that would be great
0: like yeah i feel so left out being in texas that we get none of the fun stuff i can't legally book sports books i can't uh, go to dispensaries
1: no can't well, go in to a arkansas, casino in arkansas they had the we had the opportunity of having recreational dispensaries and arkansas just said no <laughs> we don't want those taxes
0: That's what I'm all about taxes. So I don't have to spend so much in property tax.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I kind of thought it was going to pass. And it was just like, nope. No, rather just drink our liquor. We're happy with that.
0: So, how's everybody else doing on this fine afternoon pre Thursday night fun belt action? Getting
1: ready for Halloween. Do you guys dress up? I am dressed up. Okay. All right. Yeah. And though, Shane, you don't even know with the kids. No, yeah.
2: I think one year I wore a like flannel shirt and I had a sub pop mm-hmm. t shirt and I just said I was like a nineties
1: guy, but I was oh, really just ooh. I was just really just wearing my own clothes. You're just wearing what you regularly <laughs> wear. Yeah, I don't normally dress up either, but we have a party every year on Halloween. It doesn't matter what day. Of the year it falls on, like I think it falls on Tuesday this year. We're gonna have a party. It's not really a party; it's just sort of a neighborhood thing. People can come over. My son, he's sixteen. He'll bring a bunch of his his friends over. Megan and I, my wife and I, we're gonna be '80s uh, fitness gurus. So it's nice. the it's the loud jogging outfit, the big hair, the headband. Wasn't that
0: the theme of one of the uh, American Horror Stories? There,
1: yeah, it could be. Could be. Yeah, I kind of stopped watching American Horror Story. Yeah, like I, I watched like five seasons of that. And then I was like, done. I was finished. I was through. But yeah, that's what's going on here, Dusty. How about you? Everything's all right in Houston?
0: Fantastic. Getting yeah. ready to pack up, head north to good old row for homecoming as ULM looks to snap a 13-game losing streak to Arkansas State. That puts it back at 2009. I don't think things were in color back then or uh, TV had been invented. Any of the other cliche things that you want to say? Um, That is pretty incredible. This ends the drought.
1: Yeah, that is a long time. And it's not like Arkansas State and ULM only play like every two or three years. It's every damn (laughs) year. You always seem to have an opportunity to break that streak and it just – doesn't seem to happen, but that's something we can discuss in in second and short, Dusty. That's the appropriate time to discuss that, right? But we'd rather be- not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> what we should be discussing is those Astros, huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs>
0: um, they've won a World Series since I left, but but yeah, I, I was there for the initial one. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> fell apart this year, though, huh? It happens.
2: Did you leave the Astros to go work for the University of Michigan?
0: Uh, that's not very funny, there, Shane. But wow! As as much as we roast Jamie Chadwell, did you see on the X? Yeah. where he had the picture at a Liberty game of two Michigan fans, and he goes, "Should I be worried that there's Michigan fans at, at, at my game
1: uh, for the win?" Did you see that my Arkansas State Red Wolves picked up a pretty big recruit? Literally. Guys named Josh Hill, 6'11 guy, top 100 kind of guy. Brian Hodgson on his horse, getting some dudes in Jonesboro. So we're pretty excited. They're having exhibition game tonight. I think they're crushing some poor no-name team, 100 to 50 right now.
0: Are these even officially exhibition games, or are they more just scrimmages? All right, so here's
1: the thing. Here's what I've learned. Now, NCAA normally allows you to have one exhibition game, right, like from another team, like for public. Like you can schedule another team to come to your house and have a closed-door game if you want. But if you have another one, you can have two. If one, the proceeds all go to charity. So I think in a couple more days from now we have another exhibition game with UCA Central Arkansas and that money the proceeds to that sh- uh, that game goes to tornado victims that in Central Arkansas so I think that's pretty cool it's cool that they collect that money That
0: is always good I just I I saw that the Mustard Buzzards had already broken out the horrendous gold black and white striped pants <laughs> As they played, uh, I think their D3 uh, Delta State there in Mississippi wow. um, beat them, I don't know, like 400 to 20 or something like that. It wasn't a fair fight. I just didn't know where, what they counted as. Were they exhibitions or actually just scrimmages?
2: Yeah. Yeah. If, I, think, yeah. I think if there's any like uh, photos or stats or anything like up on the, uh, website, then it's an exhibition. if it's, uh, if it, if we're hearing about it from Chili Donovan or somebody like that on Twitter, then it's a, then it's a closed scrimmage.
1: Okay. Okay. So we got that though.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. Do we want to do it guys? Do we have anything else to discuss?
0: That's all I got for you. Uh, administrators actually just left Atlanta where there was the Two-day meetings. I don't know what season we're in. Fall, winter meetings, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Big news there. Jamie, of course, gets the academic award. Go figure. The rich kids keep getting richer and have the money to have books, whereas the rest of us have to have uh, PDFs and hopefully have that old uh, 486 computer that can open the, the PDF. Carlton Marshall was the male athlete of the year. I forget her name. She played softball at Louisiana Lafayette and is now in the women's professional softball league, was female athlete Ooh. of the year. Wow, all right. That's all I got for you.
1: Those are all, that was all good information, Dusty. Thank you.
0: Now we get a second and short.
1: Now it's time for second and short. So there'll be a gong sound effect that I'll bring in when I say second and short. Yeah, you guys can almost hear it, right? Second and short. Yeah. Go ahead, try it, Shane.
2: Second and short.
1: Oh, there it is.
0: All right. right.
1: Yeah. Let's give it a try.
0: Tush push and short.
1: No, that didn't work. That didn't work. Try it again.
0: Uh field goal, kids. Field goal. No! <laughs>
1: Dusty, you can't make friends with the gong if you don't try to make friends with the gong.
0: I have no friends right now, Jeremy. I mean, I had to apologize to you to kick off the show.
1: You're public enemy number one. Hated. Just south of here. All right. Second and short. Boom. Week nine. You know how it works. We bring up the game that's coming up. We talk about it. I throw it to Shane or Dusty. You pontificate. We move on. We try to keep it around two minutes because it's second and short. Let's go, guys. First game of the week for the Sun Belt. Thursday night action. Seems like we're doing this every week now. No more Tuesday night action, which is nice. Huge in-state rivalry. What's funny about this rivalry is that they, they kind of pretend they're not rivals, but they really are. Georgia State, 6-1 and one at Georgia Southern, 5-2. and two, 6.30 p.m. on ESPN2. The Eagles given that 1.5-point one point five point edge by Vegas, uh, presumably because it's being played in Statesboro, but also because Davis Brin just likes to throw a whole lot of interceptions, and, and Georgia State is just kind of playing lights out right now. Shane, what do you think this game's going to come down to? Is is uh, Georgia Southern's the the, the favorite, and, and it's in you know by the barest margins? But is this Georgia State's? game, the lose, I think to some degree, I think
2: you goes going to come down to what does every Georgia Southern game come down to is how many interceptions Davis Brin throws seems like, I mean, so that to me, I think is the, that's what makes it hard for me to pick Georgia Southern is that you just kind of don't know whether it's going to be one of those games that Davis Brin just absolutely carries them to victory or one where they have to overcome some mistakes by their quarterback. And I mean, the home field advantage, I think, is going to be big, but it makes it's hard for me to pick Georgia Southern in this one as well as Georgia State's been playing and as consistent as they've been in most
1: aspects of the game. You know, Tibbs, it, it might not even come down to Davis Sprint or, or Darren Granger, uh, both at times very excellent quarterbacks. It might be coming down to the running backs, Marcus Carroll and Jalen Wright. What do you think?
0: You know, you, you got to think that Georgia State is the better team coming into this game. I mean, they've actually proven that the Panthers are for real. Yeah. But we saw last week where Darren Granger got beat up. Is he <laughs> going to have any kind of linger effects from that injury? I just can't get past, though, that I feel like this is a trap game and that Ooh. Southern is going to be a little bit prepared. I think, Shane, you said it best on our recap from last week that it looked like ULM and Georgia Southern, neither team really wanted to win. It would not surprise me if, if Helton did enough to prepare to beat ULM last week, but was really already looking forward to the modern day hate and making sure that he can inch Georgia Southern just a little bit closer to evening that uh, series matchup. It's currently at six and three since they've both been in the Sunbelt conference. He wants to make it six and four at the end of the game.
1: You know, and speaking of looking ahead, I believe Georgia State has a date with JMU the next uh, the next week, and I've I've been here seeing a lot of chatter amongst Georgia State fans talking about that game. Not really as focused as maybe as they should be against with the Eagles.
2: Yeah, a little surprising how much they've talked about JMU given the, uh, given <laughs> what you call a non-rivalry. Or they want to pretend like it's not a rivalry. But I, from my short time here in the uh, yeah. Sun Belt, like the actual disdain between <laughs> programs. I don't know if there's two that have more than uh, Georgia State and Georgia Southern. It's almost disdain to the level of just disgust. Like I, I was describing it. To somebody just the other day, JMU. We'll get to JMU and ODU playing, but the kind of like rural versus urban dynamic. It's like multiply it by fifty, and then there's it is with the Georgia Southern
1: and uh, Georgia State. Yeah, yeah, and I imagine it gets pretty gross amongst the fans. Yeah, I don't want to dwell del- delve into that, but yeah, I, I I have seen some gross stuff. All right, then things get back to normal. We we'll get to Saturday games right on October twenty eighth. Here's a tale. This is two of the Sun Belt's hottest britches colliding in Boone, Southern Miss at one and six. They meet up with Appalachian State three and four, two thirty at ESPN Plus. The Mountaineers are a seventeen-point favorite, but man, <laughs> you gotta believe that Sean Clark and Will Hall both really want to win this game. Shane, what do you think? Well,
2: before I make a choice, can you tell me is this game at? The real rock or the other rock?
1: Oh, what, what does that mean? I'm not sure. Oh, oh, do they both call themselves the rock?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so which one is it at? Wow. I'm going to let you get in trouble by saying which one's which. Uh,
0: I'm just. I, I'll let Tibbs handle
2: that. <laughs> He's the lightning
0: rod. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's it's uh, the the best stadium that I've been to out of the two schools because I have not been to Hattiesburg for a game. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. there we go. Oh, okay. Good work.
1: Ever since they got rid of that track around the field, it's been a top-notch facility. But as far as the game, Shane, what do
2: you see it's, coming out of this? It is a App State home game, which I think is going to uh, make it tough on on Southern Miss, and I it it really it feels like Southern Miss is just one one thing going against them away from kind of cashing in this season, aren't they? It's, it's been rough. And I feel like, you know, app States, maybe trending a little bit in that direction, but like, they still got things to play for. They're still, you know, they could, they could run the table and win the East. And as low as everybody's been on Sean Clark right now, like this is a big game for app state and
1: potentially, potentially the turnaround game for the Mountaineers. Yeah, you know, after losing to Old Dominion in that really boring fashion that they did, I imagine Mountaineers fans are just throwing Andorodak-style chairs at each other, you know, and just busting corn cob pipes over each other's heads. But the Southern Miss have a chance in hell of winning this game. I got to know, Tibbs.
0: Uh, if, if Sean Clark and Joey Aguilar... Uh, and, and the rest of the gang decide to uh, not show up, <laughs> yes, the Eagles Eagles win hands down. However, as long as they're physically in the stadium, I don't see how this much of a talent that App State has does anything but win, baby, win in this game. And then that really is going to light the fire under Will Hall. Yes, it's a huge buyout that, that Southern Miss owes him, but do they pull the trigger or try to even negotiate that down to begin the search for another head coach in Hattiesburg? All
1: right, just bear in mind, though, that the Mountaineers have lost some games that, in theory, it felt like they should have won. So who knows? Maybe there is a, a sort of a lane for Southern Miss to get this victory, but probably not, probably not. So uh, at 4 p.m. later that day on ESPN+, Plus, Tibs, yeah, you know, and you're right. We talked about earlier. Warhawks have not beaten Arkansas State since 2009, and that's not. They haven't beaten Arkansas State in Jonesboro since 2009. This is. They just have not beat Arkansas State in 13 tries. They get another chance. 4 p.m. ESPN Plus. Arkansas State three and four. ULM two and five. Warhawks a two. Point favorite in Monroe, and that's probably because, well, they get the home field advantage, but they also got this uh, new freshman quarterback, this Blake Murphy threw up 300 yards and a loss to Georgia, Georgia Southern. Tibbs, will we see Blake Murphy at quarterback, or are we going see, to see another second chance given to Jaya Wright?
0: So here's the interesting thing. You look at the two deep. Blake Murphy's back to being third. Jai Wright is the starter. Uh And uh, Garcia is the number two. Ooh, interesting. So I think it is Jai Wright. Maybe he is the starter Mm. for his senior day, Hoko, whatever other fiesta party that they have. Uh, Yeah. But at the end of the day, this is a must win for the Warhawks. There's Mm. only a handful of games left on the schedule that you can really kind of even lightly circle with a pencil and say, yeah, we kind of have a chance. And this is one of them. So for me to cash out my futures bet of over three and a half wins on the season, I got to get the Warhawks to uh, rally up. Maybe Bowden will let me give a pregame speech. (laughs) And if not, uh, Jeremy, I will be buying an Arkansas State shirt so that I can wear it and I will be all Arkansas State in hopes of reversing the curse. That's that's awfully sweet, and you know you're talking about,
1: you know that bet. You need three wins. We need four. I need four for Arkansas State. So it's important financially for me to win that game as well. Shane, outsider looking in, you see me and and Tibbs gnashing our teeth, begging for victories here. Uh, what do you see, there maybe you. with a more clear eye, Shane? Uh, I mean, I would ask Dusty. Like, okay. does
2: Bowden play games with the depth chart? Like, does it, it surprises me <laughs> to see the freshman third after, you know, a pretty good showing, kind of giving your team a shot in the arm, like to essentially get demoted. He, I wonder what's going on. But
0: on the it wouldn't surprise in, me if, if, if Blake Murphy's not the starter. But in that meeting with the SID on Sunday or Monday, and they're going over game notes and, and coach, you know, do you have an updated depth? Tree? Yeah. Last week's good. Last week's good. And, 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 just not giving it a second thought. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes some sense, but is there, is there
2: some red shirt consideration to that too? Can you, can you sit Murphy for the Four
1: rest
0: of the year? Okay. Four so, games.
1: Yeah.
2: So they could pick and choose where they want to play him. I guess maybe depending on how much of a shot to win they think they have.
0: And then you just gotta make sure that you uh save one of those four games for the bowl game.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: of course. Yes, Why is that so funny.
1: Yes, Dusty. Of course, you gotta make considerations for the bowl game that the Warhawks <laughs> will
0: most likely be playing. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, all right. I'm sorry, Shane. I interrupted your your in-depth analysis there of the most no, important. I game really game. just had the question for you. I
2: don't uh <laughs> oh. Okay, I, I don't know has. who to pick. If this was water skiing and or bowling, I would know who I was picking, but I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who to pick in a football game.
1: <laughs> no, that's tough. Yeah. Next battle, also at 4 p.m., Louisiana, busy place. Battle of four and three teams in the Sun Belt West. And, and this is going to have some some bearing as to which team gets to represent the West in the championship and which doesn't. Louisiana, four and three at South Alabama, also four and three, 4 pm. ESPN+. plus. Jags are a 10 point favorite. They put up 55 points on the Warhawks. and then because they like that number so much, they did it again against uh, the Golden Eagles, which which these days isn't that much of a feat. Now they get the Cajuns. They have a better defense than the other two, 60th nationally. And they're the Cajuns. They know how to win in the Sun Belt West. Tibbs, looking at this game, do you see this as South Alabama's kind of found their mojo and they're going to keep rolling? Or do you see Louisiana kind of putting on their big boy bands and going, hey, listen, we've got the experience here. We're going to be the ones that pull this one out.
0: It depends on if there's any billboards involved in this game or not.
1: Oh, yeah, there's none of that. I think I think uh, the Cajuns... Learn their lesson from what Southern Miss did, right?
0: I mean, I, I I like to think that these last two games that we finally seen South Alabama coming around. Yeah. But I am not picking them to save my life because <laughs> I've been burned by them so many times. I'm rolling with my guy, uh, Zeon Chris, and the uh-huh. Cajuns going to Mobile and showing them who really owns Mardi Gras. Ooh, okay, because the
1: Cajuns, you know, they're still working the kinks out freshman, Zeon Chris, although Zeon Chris is... An amazing athlete. He's going to be a great quarterback in the future. Shane, what do you see out of this game? Do you think Carter Bradley and his Jags are kind of found their rhythm, or is this just another opportunity for Zeon Chris to shine? I, I want to believe that South Alabama's figured it out. I mean,
2: we're not talking about the top two teams in the Sun Belt here sure. that they've played against, but, but – scoring outscoring teams 110 to 10 over a couple of weeks is is pretty incredible. I if I want to believe that they figured it out since that JMU loss, they put together back-to-back performances for the first time uh-huh. all year makes me think that they've they've learned something mm-hmm. and I think at home against Louisiana, yeah, Carter Bradley and company, I think they can get it done. I'm not 100 percent convinced i would not be shocked if i'm dead wrong and they uh are due for another letdown but right now i think they can do it twice in a row they can do it three times in a row a very- what Go does
1: ahead. the
0: ad- the great admiral Akbar say what is his famous line i don't know it's a trap <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap don't fall for the trap
1: uh, you
2: asked the least Star Wars E. Nerd. I had to think for a second, like what you were talking
1: about. (laughs) Ask him a Star Trek question next (laughs) time. All right. And here's another intriguing match of four and three teeth. And yet another game where we might be puzzled or or sort of pressed to even hazard a guess who's going to win this one. Marshall, four and three at Coastal Carolina, also four and three, 5 p.m. on the NFL network. The, Herd are, the Herd's given a, a four-point favorite on this, and probably rightly so. But listen, Coastal Carolina has just won two games on the road, one against Appalachian State, the other against Arkansas State. They have Grayson McCall, who may not be playing this week. That's a big thing. That's a big up there. So, Shane, does Marshall kind of shake off this three-game losing streak that they've had, albeit to quality teams, and do they they find their 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 road back with Coastal Carolina or is Coastal Carolina just gonna continue sort of drunken boxing their way into victories?
2: If both teams were at full strength, I think I'd feel better about mm-hmm. Marshall, even if we don't know what's gonna happen with Grayson McCall, but I feel like you know, coastal maybe is able to get by with a backup quarterback. Marshall's just, we've talked about this before. Like Marshall is as banged up as about any team I've seen. And it's not even like just the major season ending injuries. It's just guys that are on the field who look like they're not themselves. When you watch Marshall play, you know, even Cam Fancher is out there. He's out there, but there's times where it looks like he's just ready to get off the field on third down because he's like taking such a beating so yeah. i and i feel like that's the biggest issue with marshall right now is there's just a lot of guys are playing but they're not playing 100
1: to it and fancher and uh and mccall are but two kind of quarterbacks that don't really seem to care about their bodies they just they're just gonna try to get those yards no matter what but we can't agree whoever loses this game it's a death gong right pow they're done Competing in the Sun Belt East, right? I mean, with with Georgia State at six and one, with JMU undefeated, you lose this game, it's pretty much over, right, Shane? I mean, er, er, not Shane, uh, right, Tibbs? Don't you think that you gotta win this game if you want to s- theoretically still be in the
0: hunt? It is definitely a must-win. It's uh-huh. a uh, next game up mentality.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Per per head shot, Tim Beck. QB1 is TBD this week, yeah. which tells me that he is probably not going to play, but they did not mm-hmm. want to release that ahead of time. Wow. So he McCall still listed number one on the depth chart for the, the shots, but I fully expect to see uh, Jarrett Guest, the yeah. redshirt senior behind center for this game. He kind of held his own there at Arkansas State. Uh, I, I I think the game had already kind of been seeded as far as the tempo and what was going on with it in McCall's uh, half of action there that he had. I I like the shots more so because it's they're at home than anything else. I think if this game was in Huntington, I'd probably pick the herd, but I think the home team just gets a little bit better of an advantage. You get to sleep in your own bed when you're as beat up as both sides are. And that's really going to be the difference is that, uh, Coastals at home, sleeping in their bed, maybe not quite as beat up as Marshall, and get the win to kind of cling to uh, hopes of winning the East. You know, my prediction for
1: this guys was if if McCall bet at all, no Grayson losses Grayson. <laughs> Let's go back to the standings talk
2: just for a minute. Jeremy oh, talking sure. about yeah. you know them being out of it if they lose this. They're definitely in a hole. Whoever loses this game, but you got to keep in mind. JMU's not going to play in the championship game. Yeah. So I mean, if JMU runs the table, add one loss to everybody else. Everybody's record in the East. Three losses doesn't necessarily Ooh. take you out of it. It's it, you're in a hole. But like you know, right now, you know, let's just say if JMU runs the table, everybody's got two losses right there. So like you're not entirely
1: out of it. That's if Jamie runs the table, which isn't a sure thing. Uh, Shane crunching the numbers, his award winning acumen for data is coming through here for the uh, for the Fun Belt Podcast.
0: When you're a Heisman voter, they give you a secret site. It does all the math for you. <laughs> yeah, I can't do math myself. They
1: give you yes, a solar powered calculator. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. It's like one intriguing game after another, guys. 6 p.m. on ESPN Plus, the five and two Troy Trojans play at In Saint, In San Marcos against Texas State, also 5-2. The Trojans are given a four-point edge by Vegas. And that's probably because Troy has only given up uh, I believe it's a total now of 10 points in their last three games. I mean, that's that's pretty remarkable. I mean, if you want to talk about who's the best defense in the Sun Belt, it, 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 I don't know how you not say Troy. Of course, there'll be plenty of people that would advocate for JMU on that, but man, right now the proof is in, in the pudding and it's what in the pudding of whatever, what's ever in the pudding for Troy. Texas State though can score some points and they've shown us that they can win gritty or they can win in a blowout fashion. So I don't, I don't know how they're gonna, what they're gonna have to do to beat Troy but I would like to know what Tibbs thinks, thinks about this game.
0: It's homecoming in oh. San Marcos. Wow. There will be people drinking mini Bobcat lagers. Oh, okay. Tubing through campus. Yeah. Jumping into the great ravine that runs through campus. But it doesn't well, matter. The Troy well, been- Trojans are going there slaying to get ready to defend their SBC West title, they're going to get the win. They're going to move on up the standings, taking over the top spot from the Viva La Cats and trying to get that title game back in Troy, Alabama, once again. Ooh, man, that's a pretty strong word, especially from
1: a sort of uh, honorary fan of the Bobcats such as you. But you know what? I, I think that if we see a crowd wearing handsome Bobcats or boobcats shirt that's you can get from believe.com right just by checking out our site Funbeltpodcast.com. the Funbuilt fun pod- yeah yeah just go check that out uh, each shirt is is expertly woven and designed to uh, to accentuate the most positive aspects of your body. Shane, what do you think of this game? Does Texas State have enough firepower to get through Troy on homecoming in San Marcos? We'll see. will we? I mean, it's the highest scoring offense in the Sun Belt
2: oh. against you know what we're saying is the best defense in the Sun Belt. I think as much as I was uh, trying to pump myself up about South Alabama a few minutes ago, like I think <laughs> this is the game in the West that like oh, decides yeah. who decides good. who's playing on the championship weekend because. Because, I mean, that's what the standings tell us right now. That's what, you know, it's probably, it's a big test for Troy going on the road. But I think if they can win there, they're in the driver's seat to win the West once again. And I think they're going to get it done. I think it's just, it's a more experienced group. They've been in these games before where this these kinds of stakes were on the line. It's a little bit different for Texas State. They're They're building this program right now. And it's impressive what they're doing. But. I just like Troy in a
1: big game situation a little bit better. Whoever wins this game on Saturday wakes up on Sunday atop the Sun Belt West, and that is a pretty good place to be at this point in the season. Last game of the of the night, you know, this is kind of sneaky for us creatures of the West Shade because we don't really we don't really take into account the history between these two. But there's some history and there's some heat. And there's also some top 25 consideration here, which is all right, which is nice. Old Dominion, a surprising four and three at James Madison, ranked number 25 in the country, 7-0 and 0 at 7 p.m. ESPNU. The Dukes, a 19 and a half point favorite. But man, the monarchs have made Everyone looks stupid this year. They've made their critics look stupid. Their supporters look stupid. Third-party pundits look stupid. Casual observers look stupid. And they've even made themselves look stupid, a la Texas A&M Commerce. Shane, who's going to look stupid Sunday or, or Saturday night on ESPNU? Well,
2: I mean, I'm pretty much guaranteed to look stupid anytime i uh, go out in public so <laughs> there is that but
1: oh, how, well, yes well done
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you talk about you know the history of this rivalry i don't know if there's another rivalry in the country where the history goes back Ooh. decades
1: wow.
2: and they've played three times in football
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but in other sports the history and the hatred goes back a long ways ah. and it's real and it's a uh, i mean some of the most memorable basketball games and field hockey matches and whatever else you want to like, look up have in both schools histories have been against each other. Um, So it's, it's definitely a heated rivalry and it's fun that it's happening on a big stage in football now. And I think both teams are going to be pretty fired up, pretty keyed up for this one. It's, It's a huge deal recruiting in state right now, especially with the power five teams and the Virginia struggling the way they are, it's a big game. And, you know, I look at the matchup right now, JMU, if they play a clean game, Mm -hmm. they're not going to lose very often. Just with what their defense is doing. The offense has been solid enough. If they play a clean game, then like, I don't think you line up 11 on 11 against ODU and there's not a lot of fireworks in terms of turnovers or big special teams plays. I think JMU wins pretty comfortably. But ODU has created those fireworks against yeah, a lot of teams this year. They're they're the ones who are scoring on pick sixes and fumble recoveries for 90 yards and you know special teams plays and everything. If they can make that happen again on Saturday, I think it gets pretty interesting and more interesting than JMU fans want. It too
1: with a 20 point spread. So, Tibbs, James Madison comes in this game with the weight of being undefeated, with the weight of that number 25 next to their name, with the weight of being in the sort of national imbroglio about whether or not they belong in postseason play. Old Dominion kind of playing with house money, right? Predicted the finish last, kind of being all loose. They be, get that big win against Appalachian State. They beat Louisiana. You know They're beating the old school guys of the Sun Belt. They're just having a fun season this year. Could it be that Old Dominion just sort of relaxes their way to another win?
0: Wouldn't surprise me. You, you know, I, I think we see a lot of this in basketball, for instance, where teams are going up against the bigger team. They've never been on the stage. They don't really know what to expect. They don't know that they're supposed to lose. They don't know that they're supposed to be bad or anything like that. And that that's kind of the way I feel like Old Dominion is. And 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 I like the monarchs. I think they're clunky. I think their offense is, is weird. The defense has played pretty lights out. Um beyond Jason Henderson, I couldn't tell you another name on that defense defensive side of the ball. But they're getting it done, and I think that they can kind of hang tough this week against James Madison. I think James Madison is past due for a letdown game, and when Kirk Signetti slaps that on the board, he's going to call me Saturday night and let me know that I was wrong. But for now, I'm picking all Monarchs to kind of pull the upset and at least cover the spread there, Jeremy. Ricky Roddy and Kirk Signetti,
1: two of perhaps the most cranktankerous coaches in the Sun Belt. And that's it, guys. That is uh, Fun Belt Podcast, second and short. Yeah, let that gong ring. All right, well done, guys. Man, you guys did great. Once again, just killing it. Just killing it. I like being part of this.
0: I like being part of plugs, promos, and parting shots.
1: (laughs) Yeah, how come we don't have a gong for that?
0: You're the sound effect guy. (laughs) I just work here.
1: We got to find we got to find the right sound effect. It can't be crickets, that would be insulting. It's got to be something, you know, that really jazzes it up. Like a like maybe something that begins with P's too since it's like a pong or a ping.
0: Like the old Nokia pong. ringtone for a phone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe I can dig that up. All right, promos promos. Okay. So, uh howraiser.com, of which I am the sole editor and writer and publisher has posted its new uh, preview of the Arkansas State Red Wolves basketball, women's and men's. We talk about some of the players, some of the expectations, some of the offseason moves. And most of all, we talk about the real positive energy that's coming out of Arkansas State right now in regards to basketball, which you may or may not know, Arkansas State has not been a powerhouse in basketball since, well, ever. One NCAA appearance, 1999, after having just a magic streak through the Sunbelt Tournament. But now this could be the year. This could be a good, solid year for Arkansas State under new head coach Brian Hodgson. I encourage you all to read it on howraisercom
2: I'll do a parting shot. It's a. It, I posted this on Twitter today, but it's inspired by your man, Brian Hodgson jeremy like because and and not in any bad way but what is the point of the ncaa rules that you can't talk about the kids that are committed to you (laughs) when you can take a picture with your arm around them then have them post it on twitter then retweet that on twitter and like it and basically make the announcement yourself that the stud recruit has committed to you but now he cannot ever mention that guy's name until he signs in November. Like Just, of all, we, 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 I've been talking about antiquated NCA <laughs> rules more than I care to, like the last several months because of uh, all the NCAA, the uh, JMU stuff. But if we're going to talk about antiquated NCA rules, why are we still making <laughs> people pretend like they don't know who committed where <laughs> until yeah, they sign?
1: Like I don't understand that. Too, in fact, uh, I had been, in, I was like in on like, a. A, a, a exclusive interview with Brian Hodgson. He was talking to some donor guys. I was among them, and he was like, "Yeah, you got to be. We got to keep this hush hush. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get this guy. I can't even tell you who it is, but we all knew who it was, right? like, yeah. you know, I can't tell you who who it is. I'm not gonna say, but actually, we can't. I can't even I can't even announce it until November. But I think he's gonna announce, you know, this week. So I'm like, yeah, it's like you got to do all this sort of cryptic uh, Return of the Mummy type style curse reading.
2: Yeah. or if to- we're at the point where you can basically announce it via social media, well, why are we still no. pretending like it doesn't happen? If he like is at a press conference, is all I'm saying.
1: It, and why do we give a shit anyway? In the age yes. of nil, I mean, it's just like it all doesn't mean anything. anything. <laughs> Anymore anyway. So why are we sticking to these Byzantine rules? Yes.
2: And anyone who's following recruiting close enough to care knows. So what are what are we protecting?
1: Don't know. What I maybe fragments of a of a of a once of an innocent past, long lost, Shane.
0: It's all gone. Exactly. Especially at the G five level. I mean, I get it at the P five where Do what you? was it they said whenever they were recruiting uh the manning kid. There for the quarterback that they wind up spending like two hundred thousand dollars on his recruitment. Um, yeah, I'd be a little pissed about that. In other news, my plug as always funbeltpodcast.com, full catalog of all of our shows dating back to season one. You can also click on the shop button, get your Viva La Boobcat, put Irk in the Hall of Fame. The feigning goat, as well as our beautiful logo, uh, embossed on a T-shirt. Okay. We appreciate that. That'll help us grow, continue to grow the show, and finally get Shane to New Orleans for Sunbelt Media Days.
1: Made with the finest cotton, Dusty. Right? I mean, the finest
0: and, cotton. And and the goat show has real goat hair woven into it. Not really, but it <laughs> sounded great. Yeah. That's all I have. I don't have a, a, a quippy. Ending to the show, Jeremy, I I once again apologize to you, and I I just want you to know that our bet this week is the loser has to go to the vet clinic and get chipped.
1: See, you said you didn't have a good quip, and look at you. God, we're dead. <laughs> just end on that note. <laughs> just make sure your family knows where the will is. <laughs>
2: you know, Our and final ever
0: edition of Plugs, Plurmos, and Parting Shots. <laughs> is, is 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 this where we throw in that we're part of the Believe Network?
1: <laughs> I don't know if Believe wants us to be on the network anymore.